9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome to Go Plug Yourself, episode 275. Hey, you know, if you were to ask like a, a five-year-old, what do they want to be when they grow up? They would answer something crazy, like I want to draw comic books and wrestle at the same time. That sounds like a crazy thing, but it's not a crazy thing. Andy Belanger does both of those things. By day, he is a freelance cartoonist and illustrator. And by night, he is a pro wrestler under the name of Bob the Animal Anger. That sounds crazy. It's because it is. But I think we can all agree that Andy Belanger is living all of our collective dreams. Listen, it's WrestleMania season, guys. We, of course, had to have a wrestler on. And, of course, because we have a wrestler on, that means Walter J. Ling is stepping in as my co-host. We sit down with Andy and we talk, obviously, about comics. We talk about wrestling. We talk about where those worlds collide. We talk about how those worlds also seem to collide with the world of pro comedy. Listen, it's a great chat, so you should listen to it. And, I mean, you already are. So I'm going to... Stop wasting your time. We're going to get to the episode. All right, here we go. Go plug yourself. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. I need to start. Um, it's all I'm, right. I'm working on it, but I need to. <laughs> I need to start like a YouTube show really badly. <laughs> just, just to get get more stuff out on YouTube. Well, uh, yeah, and it's a. Uh, it's almost for what I do in self-publishing with comics. It's yeah. almost like Part there's the there's, there's, there's so another you need, you need group. A YouTube channel. Yeah, there's another yeah. group that does it called uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe. Yeah. And in the last like three years, like. They're, they've just exploded, and they're selling like three, four hundred thousand copies of their books because of I their want, show. I want you to sell three hundred thousand copies. Of I your want book. to sell three hundred thousand. So I need to, I need to, <laughs> I need to build a show in in the studio that we uh, that we do. Walter, our guest at this time <clears throat> is, in my mind, someone who said like an outrageous statement when you were like five or six, saying like, "I'm going to be a pro wrestler who draws comics." <laughs> And then, then they're like, you say sure, that? sure you will, sure you will, kid. Yeah. And would now? you say that too? <laughs> yeah, uh, you I would did. say that to anyone You're that would listen. Yeah. Anyone that would listen. Did anybody ask? Would always be like, what do you want to do? And he's like, was, like, I want to be a wrestler who draws comics. Yeah, it was like one and of those things. You, you were like, Ritalin was instantly thrust into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it was it one of those. Like, it was one of those things where, um, I've had the same career tra- trajectory for my entire <laughs> life, almost like Wayne Gretzky. The wrestling thing, I, I was like almost like a pipe dream. But yeah. the comic thing was always like, no matter what, I'm going to be a professional comic book artist from the time I was five, yeah. all through school, all through high school, all through college. Like it was yeah. just like one singular thing, like like Wayne Gretzky to hockey. Yeah, yeah, like you it like was z- zeroed in. You, I was you zeroed got your ten thousand right hours at age twelve. Yeah, whatever, exactly, you know, like. exactly. So. Yeah. Um, that's sort of like uh, the the mentality you need to do this kind of thing. It's it's really a question of being stubborn. <laughs> and uh, I've been in comics now, like professionally, since God, I think I was like 22 or 23. Okay. So I'm like 20 years in the biz of comics. Yeah. And I've worked for every major publisher in North America. Awesome. And so you know, like Marvel, DC, Image, yeah, yeah. Boom, Heavy Metal Magazine, Dynamite. Valiant, yeah. 
every image. But yeah, but it does, but it does sound outwardly though. Like you just live in the dream of like you like it. You know what I mean? Like it's like a kid who's who grew up and says like I'm going to be a fireman <laughs> astronaut. Yeah. You're, you're like that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like I'm going to draw yeah. comic books and wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you like, actually no, then you actually you get into it. the ring. <laughs> You get it, so you've been into in comics since like for twenty years, but then you get in the ring. You have you have like a like a DDP esque, you know, later in life entry into the ring. It's part of the term, if you'll forgive the term. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. Like DDP, almost the same age, too. right? Like I think I was thirty six, thirty seven when there I started is. wrestling with IWS. Yeah. Yeah. When when yeah. was you? When did you like? So we started with we started with IWS at thirty six, thirty seven. Like when did you start training? Like it was it was then. It was right when they opened the school. Okay. Um, Andrew and Manny had opened the IWS dojo, and it was uh, uh, Flying Frank Milano, yeah, me and Stephen Maines. As far as I know, we were like the first three guys. Yeah. And then Flying I, Frank was in your class. Yeah, no he shit. was. He was like the first student at IWS. Yeah. And but he was already working at that time. A little bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Just kinda, but yeah. so how was that? How did that come to be? Were you just sort of like? Obviously, you said you were like, yeah, like wrestling was always a pipe dream of like wrestling is awesome. But are you? I mean, that's like Walter. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm trying to plan. I was Wal- just laughing at myself for how I just marked out a flying Frank. <laughs> flying Frank, Frank. you were flying Frank. And I'm like, yeah. I, in my mind, I was replaying that just now. And I'm like, I sounded way too enthusiastic. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> listen up, Walter. Do you know him? Can you get him? Can you get him on next week? Yeah, Walter? yeah, I probably I could. Wal- Walter just yeah. marked out hard for flying Frank. <laughs> so Milano and I. Yeah. I talk to Milano like every day. He's a nice guy. He's yeah, such a he's nice a guy. good, good buddy of mine. He's such a but nice guy. But yeah, that's yeah. it. Like, so were you he's such a good what, guy? Was it like did someone pull you in and say, hey, you know, or you just see like an ad in the paper? Like, what? What is? Well, it was when I was living downtown Toronto. There, you never heard about wrestling, Kay. ever. Because Toronto sucks. Yeah, I also think in Ontario at the time, they had a problem with insurance. Oh. So wrestling was considered full contact sport, I mean, and you had to have special insurance in order to have a wrestling. Um, Which nobody could promotion afford. that no one could afford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just don't think it was very common for a, a big wrestling event like you would have in Montreal. So um, when I moved here, well, Ottawa's tw- always had it. Though. Yeah, Ottawa's always, Ottawa's had, always had, had like a pretty decent. Maybe like, it's a, a downtown Toronto thing. Yeah, maybe it's just like yeah, maybe it could be a downtown Toronto thing. Harder yeah. to find venues maybe, for it yeah. too. Um, so basically, the the 15 years I lived downtown Toronto, I was just comic focused. Yeah. That was it. Like in Toronto, you hang out in your little cliques. If you're a chef, you hang out with chefs. If you're a musician, you hang out with musicians. If you're a comic artist, you just hang out with other comic artists and that's your life. But when I moved to Montreal, it's more of like all of a sudden I was like hanging out with just fuck around with whatever here. Yeah, I was hanging crazy. out with you know <laughs> Montreal's nuts. Yeah, I was hanging out with yeah. chefs, I was hanging out with musicians, I was hanging out with video game guys. Yeah. I started getting a lot of work with Ubisoft and that kind of stuff. And it was the Ubisoft guys that started bringing me to Battle War and IWS. Right. And I never missed the Battle War and IWS as soon as I found them. And I would be, uh, me and my buddies would be in the front row every single show, drunk off our ass, yelling at wrestlers. Oh, I I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be wasted yelling at everybody. Yeah, the Battle War crowd is unbelievable. Like, you're just like, it's that... Like we've we've had like we've had like Twiggy and Tagger and stuff on the show a bunch of times. We're just sort of like they're so lucky to have that venue. It's like it's so oh. like it's so grimy. It's like Fight Club. It looks like exactly the same. Yeah, it looks like it's, it's like some weird. Like if you're gonna see venue. if you're gonna watch a movie and there was like a scene where, <clears throat> where there's someone's gonna say like oh we, I know about this underground wrestling league. That's where it would actually yeah, be. Yeah, that's yeah, where it would exactly. be. That's where it would yeah, actually it's be. And it looks movie. better like, than it would like a fucking set. Church basement and it's like oh no yeah. But then when you like walk up the stairs to flips, you're like oh this is amazing. Everything looks awesome. It was it was such a cool 
cool experience when I f started going to Foof's because we only had like one heavy metal bar basically in Toronto, which was the Bovine Sex Club. And it, it wasn't bad, but it was small. Like mm, it was not yeah. a, it's not a big club. And then when I moved here and went to Foof's for the first time, yeah. it felt like that that bar in Wayne's World, the Gasworks, yeah. where it's like a goddamn warehouse. I was like, yeah. and Montreal is so full of metalheads. I was yeah. like, and I'm a huge metalhead, but in downtown Toronto, that's super rare oh, to yeah. find right. big metalheads. Yeah, they're like few and far between. But like Montreal is just jam packed, and I was like, "Oh, my yeah, people are here." Montreal's nuts, man. Yeah, my yeah, no, people are here. <laughs> Montreal's nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so no, I was gonna say, like, Montreal has like a huge like I'm I'm a, 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 a casual metal fan. Like, there's a couple bands I'll go out to. Like, I'll always like I think I've checked out Mastodon every time they've come. I love them. Go to yeah, they're amazing. All that stuff, I'm a I'm very casual metal fan too, but I look <laughs> like a very committed metal. Yeah, you look fan. like you're more yeah. into metal. Yeah, you look very committed, really. except <laughs> for the metal. except for the fact that I'm like yeah, in, in business up. casual right now. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I came because I, I went to the office today and I'm yeah. still in those clothes. <laughs> but yeah, so. like I, but I've always had the impression of like metal being such a bigger deal because I've grown up in Montreal. Yeah, and then yeah. when you like when uh, I went to go see. Uh, Mastodon and Eagles of Death Metal were like doing a weird co-headline show a couple of years back, and it was in Toronto. Well, part of that is weird. What well, part, part of that, of that is, is weird? I mean, they're not really. They're very different, disparaging styles. You wouldn't necessarily think that there's a lot of overlap on the fans. All right, fine. It's between weird. Between Eagles of Death Metal and fine. Mastodon, I was down for both. But like it was in Toronto, and there was not a lot of people there for Mastodon. Like, yeah, they were just kind of like people just yeah. like, sitting there, and like Mastodon doesn't give a shit. They're just yeah. gonna like play for an hour and twenty of just heavy, yeah. heavy sludge, like nonstop. And I was like, oh wow, there's like I was expecting metalheads to be the outnumber because that was what my brain was like geared for in Montreal. And then you get to Toronto, and you're just sort of like all these people are just kind of like standing around while Mastodon just. Oh like, yeah, tears that's it like up. that's like, like the Toronto thing is like they're they're never excited. <laughs> it's like every time you go to a concert it, everyone just stands there like very still just watching being cool whereas like Montreal it's just like fucking go nuts like people yeah, are like yeah. going bonkers and I, and I loved it yeah. um, you know I, when I lived in Toronto I had I had moved in with a bunch of girls from college nice. and their boy nice. their boyfriends nice. were all in like oh. hair, like these like nouveau hairspray metal bands oh and uh, it was like, really like great, like Priestess. Like you met, yeah, like you, the band Priestess. Okay, they, yeah. they were all hooked in with the band Priestess. Okay. Like, I think they're from Montreal, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. So they would come down, and and the the boyfriends of the 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 girls I went to school with, right? We would go to to metal shows with them every weekend because they yeah. were in band. So my house was this like almost big frat house in Toronto that I lived in. Had like seven bedrooms, and we had a backyard and our own driveway. And we had a uh, garage that we had turned into a party garage with keg fridges and couches. Nice. And it was just like a big metal house. And I threw parties. And that's how I got into uh, the big studio in Toronto for comics. Yeah. Is like those guys were all comic book guys. And when I came in to the first Comic Con, I had rented a 57 Oldsmobile. And I was selling my comics out of the trunk, and I was very rockabilly at the time. And my girlfriend and all her friends were on roller skates running around. And the first time they met me, I was like, okay, I'm having a keg party tonight. And they show up to the keg party, and it's like girls everywhere. So all of a sudden, they were like, okay, we got to get Andy in our studio. <laughs> <laughs> Brings the party. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I, was, I always, always brought the party to uh, comics when I first got in here. And then, you know, it, you meet people, and, you know, I had a bit of a rep as a a party guy in the comic scene. No. But yeah. So <laughs> but when I moved here, you know, going to Battle War with the 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 dudes from Ubisoft, that's how I met Shane Hawk and I was doing 
posters and t-shirts for Twiggy and, and Giant Tiger for Battle War and I, I met Andrew and he told me about the school and then I started coming out to the school uh, a little more regularly and, were, you, were uh, you like working out? Like, were you staying fit, or were you like no like, fuck oh, no in like, comics? Like the first no, time, no, no it just so out of shape, ass, man. Like. So yeah, ass getting <laughs> kicked. And the reason, like, you'd think like as a comic book guy, I would come up with so many other different characters to become as a wrestler. Animal seems pretty like like simple. Hear me right? out, There's been guys. so many He's other an animals. Animal. But the reason I got that name <laughs> is Shane Hawk gave me that name because I was so out of shape. Every time I had to do like a up and over in a corner or I had to do a move, I'd be screaming just to get my body <laughs> to go do something. And it sounded like an animal. So, he, so when he gave me that name and just started nicknaming me animal like in the, in the practice matches and the practice scenarios, I was like, I can make a character out of that. Yeah. So that's how it's sort of like... And if ever you're like, Ugh, people are like, oh, he's the guttural growls of yeah, the animal. Yeah, yeah, like, no. yeah. As the animal, I try to call just me busting my ass getting, yeah, I'm just, getting up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and then you know, as years went by, I started working out more and more and getting more serious about working out. And I, I train at the uh, at, uh, Victory Combat Sports right. on St. Denis and uh, Jean Talon mm -hmm. with uh, MMA, oh, MMA people. And, like, that has, like change everything. I'm more in shape now than I was in my 20s. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was just out of nowhere. So it was like call to action. Shane Hawk was like, yeah, become and my student. And then, yeah. You know. And so from there, I mean, I, I trained with, I trained with Shane Hawk. I trained with Matt Lee um, before he, he left for WWE the first time to NXT. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then right before COVID, I was wrestling a lot, but like there was a lot of work and I was starting to get a little, um, jaded by the wrestling scene like comics is so competitive right it's so cutthroat it's so nasty like the politics and comics are intense right because it's a big game of musical chairs because we're all freelance working for all these companies yeah, yeah, that's it. It, it's really hardcore and there's not a lot of sense of community in comics at all yeah um but when i, w I was wrestling when it starts to feel like that for me in wrestling, I get really turned off by it because yeah. it's meant to be, it's my therapy and it's my fun yeah. <laughs> going to wrestling. Like literally every IWS show is like Christmas for me. Nice. Like I'm in the back having the best time and it helps when like Eddie's my tag team partner, Sexy yeah. Eddie, because like Eddie and I are just like, Oh my God! It's you like guys must get along pretty good. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, it's like Cheech and Chong back there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, Eddie's it's like, so much we've, fun. We've had Eddie on the show multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Just, he's just like you. Like I mean, like we we've, we've joked. Like you could be like, all right, Eddie, you're on the podcast, and then just like we could leave. <laughs> and Eddie would just be still like running yeah. off stories or whatever. Yeah, we're like, and, Eddie's and, great. And we're back. And Eddie's like, and then I yeah. saw Eddie's our tits. Great. And you're like, oh my yeah. God. And he was very, he was very influential in my my wrestling career over the years because he's just full of knowledge. Yeah. And would work back and forth with me on stuff. But right before COVID, I was starting to feel a little jaded by politics and everything, mm. and like it was taking uh, taking away the fun for me. And then Speedball showed up. And Speedball was kind of stuck in Canada because oh, yeah, he the, couldn't the go back stuff. and forth yeah, to yeah, Japan. Yeah. And his visa was screwed for two years the before States, he was yeah. allowed to go to the States. Yeah. So he, I, I went to a IWS like practice or something like that. Or, or we had like a, a, a student match or something at the dojo. And he was like, hey, do you want to come train privately? Because I know you, you can't come to a lot of like the normal times that they have at the dojo because I'm like a dad and yeah. my kid's getting older. So you get into like, you know, dance practices and swimming, yeah, yeah, swimming lessons it. and all that stuff. You're and a chauffeur it, It's always like right when <laughs> they're, they're doing the wrestling practices. So I started training every Wednesday for three, four hours with Bailey mm. on a Wednesday. 
like and it was awesome like bailey just changed like a, the game for me like i was taking it super serious he showed me like how to like wrestle like you know strong style japanese lucha stuff like we were going back and forth so i always joke that bailey now that he's had impact and everything he was really practiced up because he was kicking me in the face like every <laughs> wednesday multiple times it almost felt weird when he left that i wasn't getting kicked in the face on a regular basis <laughs> right like you're like oh i miss it yeah because like when whenever you like work with a lot of guys in wrestling a lot of guys will, you know, tend to work soft. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Bailey, it was like we hit each other for real, like oh, the geez. whole time. Mike so Bailey. when I, Mike when Bailey's I, the hardcore Holly of Montreal. Yeah, he's yeah. hardcore. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> if we kicked, we kicked each other for real. You kick each other in that's the party. We've been, I mean, we've but, and like you know, Keith and I have been going to these shows forever too, and we've just see, we've seen Mike works like Bailey works so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to see where he's at now. Oh so my god, it's wild, eh? Yeah, well, yeah like, the amount yeah, of people he's wrestling. Like it's weird for me when I go every Wednesday wrestle with this guy, and then he turns around and he's wrestling Osprey and Jay yeah. White, yeah. and like you're just like, what's happening? I, what is happening? You're wrestling like all the biggest guys in the world, like Suzuki, like. He's yeah. wrestling the biggest guys often in the seen world. Leagues better than other people. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 exactly. And like him and I goes like, like the other one. Not, not to say like like when Battle Wars started, there was obviously the, like there was still Steen and Generico. Yeah, and they were you like when you watch those first early Battle Wars, you were like, oh, these guys are good. And then obviously like. Yeah, you know they went where they went, and the other ones like that. It's like Bailey was like that. I always thought was like, like that, and I always wondered, you like, know, whether you know he would, whether his size would be an issue. Me and too. Stuff. And you me wonder too. that, you know, but it's like, uh, but like yo, he I works around so it. It's it's barely. It's like it's it barely comes off. In there, these there's matches, so much like, more. I think that like I feel fans have accepted smaller guys so much more. Like everybody, like, no, like even all the way up at WWE, like. Balor is has zero body fat, but he's not a big guy. He's not a big guy by no. any stretch. Like I probably no. have a, like an inch on him, you know. Like and right, relax, relax. I'm <laughs> saying, <laughs> yeah, seen him. Well, you're saying he's also, not that tall. Like you it's know, like, also really weird for me because I'm six two, and a lot of wrestlers aren't that big. Yeah, you know, like you, I would see TDT like in the ring at Battle War IWS, yeah, and they like, just like the biggest guys, and then I jump in the ring with them, and I'm bigger than they are, and I yeah. was like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I feel that yeah, I feel that we got so used to like like WWE booking like almost exclusively guys at six four. Yeah, right. That were like yeah. they were like everybody's a monster. And then oh you look at God. AEW where you're like, oh, like Claudio and uh, oh, here's yeah, a weird. Claudio is one of the biggest guys on the roster. Yeah, and you're for like, sure. I never thought of him as a big dude. But so then I'm like, oh, but he's he's, he's like tall. six three, he's six super four. Tall. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Tall. yeah. yeah. Like, so you're like six two. Yeah. Well, and uh, okay, so you've worked in a few different places now. Yeah. What's the smallest ring you've worked in? Oh God, yeah, no, I've worked in the smallest one. What's the smallest one? Like sixteen feet or fourteen feet? They got a 14? Or fourteen, maybe. They got a fourteen. That must look like the smallest. Smallest. Battle Wars, I think, is eighteen. Okay. It's Battle sixteen War, or Battle eighteen. a good size. Yeah. We had, I think, we had a real small one at IWS for a few years. It was like a real hard one to put together. <laughs> the one that we used to have at Unity was like pretty small. And those are really hard for me because I can, I can almost jump from one corner yeah. to the diagonal <laughs> other corner, right? So I have a lot of top rope moves now. Yeah. And if I go to other feds, like I can literally, like I have a like animal has uh, the, the animal to hammer. The top rope. Yeah, I go to the top yeah, yeah. rope and like I jump off and do like almost like a cane clothesline, but I come down and do a somersault. I can get to the other corner. Nice. <laughs> 
go coast like, to coast. I can no go problem. Yeah, more than coast to coast. It's like <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. corner to corner. I can jump that far. That's why like, you're the animal, that, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you get so far. Yeah. So I, I hate those small rings. Like I, I prefer a gigantic ring because I'm a tall guy. Yeah. So even running the ropes in a small ring is weird for me because it's almost like one step. Yeah. It's like I hit the ropes, I take one step, and I almost have to turn to get into the other ring. It's really or the other ropes. It's yeah. really. Is really wild for that stuff. I remember it's there, was, crazy. there was that interview, whatever. Like, there's that weird interview with like Nash talking about like how much oh easier it was working with WCW because the ring's a little yeah. smaller. And he's just like, he's like, yeah, he's like two two steps and you're two across. Two steps, you're across. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. he's like, it's great. Like little, the battle, the battle rings, war, like. the battle war ring. I can take two steps to get to the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, they're big steps, like running steps. Yeah. But I can get to the other side in two steps. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I was like, the battle yeah. war one is small, but it's not the smallest I've seen. Like yeah. you're saying, yeah, 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 that's crazy. So it's a, yeah, like IWS has been like, it's like Christmas for me. It's 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 the. It's it's my therapy. It's and it's where I was gonna say I was like if we, for, to the listener, just so we know, like you're at this point like on a bunch of the cards. You yeah. and Eddie tag. Yeah. Like like it's kind of your. I would say, I'm not sure exactly where you are on the card, but I'm like I see you on the posters all the, the tag, time. The tag the tag team very successful tag. Yeah, yeah. very. Yeah. I mean, like, in the, the in, sexy beast in the yeah, in the, the running beast. for the the title. Yeah, the pic- definitely in the title picture. So I think. Best, yeah, I think best so T-shirt, too. best T-shirt at the yeah, merch best stand. T-shirt. I mean, you yeah. know, don't I mean, don't don't tell Joey I said that. I for God's sake, yeah, yeah. like for God's sake, no one told I, I did. I did Joey's T-shirt too. Andy oh yeah, Andy, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's why they're all Andy might be cheating. He's like, I did it, but I did it a little bad because I had to save some room for mine. That's like getting. So if you go to the IWS merch booth, I've designed ninety percent of the T-shirts. Yeah, I'll bet. So when we were at the last nice little side hustle there. Yeah, I was like looking at the the merch and I had designed almost every except for Casanova Productions I designed everyone else's t-shirts that's amazing and I was like okay this is this is nuts yeah um so I mean that stuff that stuff has been fun but I mean you know as a comic book artist you're sitting at a desk and you're drawing your ass off and it's very micro like you're very like focused you're down on your work you're also going like by yourself yeah right? like you're you by have your yourself and you're and then all of a sudden you know, you go and you get in the ring and you see like the f- like that mound of fans in the balcony, you know, at like Metropolis or, yeah. or Olympia, and you just see those fans, and it's just such a complete 180. Yeah, and even just the work, I'm sure, right? Like, yeah, I was like, like you know what I mean? Like, totally even even, even just like like just like working a match with someone, you're like you're getting that immediate feedback and we're bouncing off each yeah. other as like. I'm assuming, like, from what I know about the comics industry, like, oh, yeah, you're like, if you have notes, it's an email or a phone call, or you talk about it, or let's this, I'll send off this panel, the writer will maybe get back to you. You're at, like, it was, it's such yeah. a, like, a delayed process versus, like, instantaneous collaboration in the ring, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and what's, uh, what's really wild for me is it, it was weird. It was, like, up till 2019, I had moves that I would do in the ring, but I don't think I really understood what was going on. And then when, <laughs> when, Bailey, when Bailey started talking to me, um, even if you talk to Eddie, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing in there. I, I just kind of do it. Um, <laughs> when, when, you, when you analyze a match in the way that Bailey kind of showed me, and, and Andrew as well, but like, um, it's exactly like the hero's journey, like Joseph Campbell's yeah. hero's journey. You have your, your, your intros where you come into the ring and you make your, your, your first impression, yeah. right? And then you have the shine where the good guy gets over on the bad guy. Then you have the cutoff. Then you have the heat where the bad guy's winning, which is all the problems in the story yeah, that you have to it's overcome. All, it's all a three extra. And then you die. Like, yeah. If you're like, I'm always babyface, so I have to die. Yeah. So for me, 
Uh, so I'll get back to this, but in the heat you have to die, and then you have your Hulk Hogan come back. Yeah. Then you run your comeback moves. Then you f you fuck up and you do a falsy here and there. You get into a strike off, and then you get into your finish. It moves exactly like the hero's journey. Yeah. Once I understood that, I could remember 200 moves in the ring, no problem, with Bailey, and go for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once you understand the structure, it becomes like very easy. Yeah, to remember you're, you're all this you're, stuff. You're telling story structure. You're yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah, it's yeah. complete story structure. And that's comics. Like, yeah. that's comics right there. Like, every comic book I do follows that structure. So as soon as I put those two things together, I was like, oh, there's not a whole lot of difference between comics and wrestling. Yeah, it's like kind of like can, the same you shit. Can even, you can even expand it out, too, where it's just like when you're reading, when you're reading a run of comics, like, you still have, like, that... that pattern repeats in an issue but then it also broadly repeats across the like storylines yeah the, <laughs> so, the larger so, so storyline so of the graphic like, oh novel. yeah this this yeah this match will have like say like four runs of that cycle yeah to get to the final you know yeah like, and i mean for me it's like if i'm going to be a baby face uh uh i i think about bruce willis and die hard nice. like i have to That's i have to i have to die i have yeah. to get whooped yeah. i have to like get like my ass handed to me so that that comeback feels real and yeah. it, and and like that feels good um that's always i'm why fascinated I, yeah. by that stuff that's why i've always loved for comics like as i think like, the marvel character that like always resonated with me for a it's obviously a lot of like nerd fantasy stuff but it's spider-man but also, but like Spider-Man, I'd say like almost more than anyone gets his ass kicked. Always, always, he has to. Always, yeah. Like, like he yeah. gets oh, like like Spider-Man's not even in a fight unless his his costume is ripped and he's like hanging on by a thread and he's just yeah. like he's outclassed all the time. He's a kid. Yeah, he exactly. doesn't have all the all the mental. Yeah, he doesn't uh, have the same resources. He yeah. doesn't have the maturity. He yeah. doesn't have anything. He's just he, a local kid in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. But he just like drags himself up and is like yeah. and is always I think like when they get into it is always one of the like oh like the true spirit of heroism is Peter Parker because of that yeah, there like, is a reason why he was he's the most popular Marvel character yeah exactly that's like it. that's and, the reason like, and I think that, I mean one of the and from a broader perspective in general your Marvel characters mostly have weaknesses and do get their ass kicked whereas your DC characters are like oh yeah like that was, for the that, was, that was the interesting thing about Iron Man Iron Man was an alcoholic yeah exactly in the comic books like a complete alcoholic so even though he was like he's basically Batman Right, yeah. um, without the dead parents, he's like a flashy, rich version of a richer version of mm -hmm. Batman, where he's you know flaunting money and he's yeah, like yeah. a weapons guy. At the same time, you know he's got this completely debilitating thing. But that was always the thing with Marvel characters. Yeah, DC characters always felt like gods, apart yeah. from Batman. And then, but even even Batman, like I feel that like yeah, yeah, Batman will get his ass kicked a little bit more. But like, but Batman is always written like he's. 100% the smartest guy in the room and he will figure it out. Oh yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like like it's oh, not yeah. even a question. Like he's is his de he himself is not a god, but like his detective work is infallible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he's know, a like master he will, detective. He'll, he'll, he'll yeah. crack the case yeah, 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 and yeah. nothing will elude him. And so even yeah. then he becomes kind of unstoppable in that way. You yeah. know, and like, I think he's the best one, obviously. Yeah, yeah, DC yeah. Heroes, oh, a decent Well, I mean, Batman outsells everything to the point where they have like they have like twenty Batman titles, and like all the other heroes now don't sell comics. Yeah, like they, yeah, they can't yeah, sell yeah, shit. Yeah, that's it. You like confused Bat the shit out of me there for a second because I forgot what we were talking about. I knew what we were talking about, but then you said <laughs> he's, he, they got 
20 Batman titles, and in yeah. my mind, I just pictured a fucking Batman title belt. <laughs> oh, it's Batman title belt. And I'm like, they got okay. fucking 20 kinds yeah, yeah, of yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, yo, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman's doing the Jushin <laughs> Thunder Liger thing with the yeah. 20 belts. 20, yeah, it's 20, 20 belts. No, there's just 20 yeah, yeah. different kinds yeah, yeah. of yeah. Batman championship belts. That'd be only, that's what I pictured. Only, wait, hang on. Belts. Hang on. You're yeah. saying it's only one title. But yeah. it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Like 20 yeah, variants. Yeah, yeah. 20 variants. There's like the yeah. smoking skull Batman title. Yeah, There's yeah. like <laughs> So in in the comic, the comic the comic I do. Bull. Yeah. So in in 2019 do yeah, I ask if you want another drink? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Send, send hell for yeah. one or send out oh, well, for the I'm going to go get them. Yeah, I'll, All right. I'll, yeah, I'll take the same. We'll, yeah, we'll get back to Batman. I, I, have like a, I have a great question yes. for Walter. Hang on, you can go, go, go. We were, keep, we were, keep talking. We were talking about um, that hero's journey. That must apply to comedy. I was, I was thinking, it's I was got to. actually like, thinking you, about you that probably, as you were saying that. You probably launch with a great like zinger joke to get people hooked. Yeah. And then... You're building people up slowly, it's funny and then you the know end of the show has got to be your your best material, right? Well, a thousand percent. I mean, you got to close on the yeah. A thousand, like, I mean, that just makes sense to close on like something like big and strong. But it's funny because like now and like what I'm you know I'm I'm finally kind of you know, I've been doing this for like like stand up for like fucking thirteen fourteen years now, and like I'm finally like sort of doing longer sets and shit like that. So I'll do like twenty minute, twenty twenty five minute sets and stuff. And I'm like, and I start with like, a, and I have like this like long fucking hair. So I do all this like visual stuff on the hair, like right yeah, off right. the bat. And like, and, and 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 this one thing that came to me like, just, like while I was at a show was like, like oh I kind of look like that one sort of my, when my hair's like tied up and shit with like a sort of like the yeah, man yeah. bunny kind yeah, of yeah. samurai man. Samurai. And I'm like I look like I look like that one like background character in Game of Thrones. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, he doesn't have any lines or anything. He's just, like, a background Game of Thrones guy <laughs> yeah. and shit. And you see him at, like, celebrations and, like, feasts, yeah. you know, and the king would be getting poisoned and, like, and then there's, like, a reaction shot of me, like, six tables in the background with, like, a boar leg in my hand, like, <laughs> eat, and I'll just shock, like, and I do, like, a shock face. And, like, and then I, did, I go from there, and it's like, but, yeah, I don't think it's quite... And But I'm, I, what I was wondering while you were telling that was if... I, w I wonder if I were to apply like that actual same structure, what like, would happen? What would happen if it would be that different from what I'm doing like, now? You got, you got I don't think it would be that different. Like, I don't think so. Because like, in it my would mind, work. in my mind, and like I, I do a lot of long structure jokes. Like, yeah. And like, like you know, long like you got to stay with me, kind of, and then there's like a ridiculous payoff or whatever. But you know, like I have my blocks, you know, like and I'll do like the the fucking hair shit, like for a few minutes, and then I'll get into you know other like you know funny little stories about like me oh. having like a uh, like a punchy sense of humor or like fucking like I like a, I, I get angry about shit, and then it gets but then it gets into the oh, kid stuff. Thanks, brother. And I talk about my kid for like a few minutes and yeah. shit, and then like it comes like and then it all like. You know, and but yeah, so it's like in a lot of ways, it's like God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> yeah. which I just finished. Yeah. Did you play that? Um, no, I haven't played Ragnarok. I played the first two God of War games. I haven't played a lot of video games in years because oh. I'm so busy now. Me neither. I'm not a big gamer guy, but yeah, like, there's things the that last... I will keep up with. And one of them I is played God of War the too. first Last of Us. Yeah. I played um, what's that crazy huge uh, space one? Where you, you get to eventually have a girlfriend, you have sex with her. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. I played yeah, yeah. the first, I think, I two Mass Effects. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and, like, uh, Far Cry 3. 
Oh yeah. I oh was, yeah. Like I think those were like the last. You were involved with Far. You did yeah. the Blood Dragon stuff. So I did the Blood. In Dragon. a way, we were involved. In a way, yeah. we were involved. <laughs> yeah. So I did. You guys were involved. I did no. the Blood Dragon trailer. Yeah. So the <laughs> DLC trailer, I animated that trailer. Yeah. Like, awesome. And I, Blood I, Dragon was great. I totally fucking bullshitted them. <laughs> they, they came to me and Take they're like, Ubisoft. "Yeah, they were like, hey, can you can you animate like GI Joe, like the cartoon GI Joe?" And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah of course, can, yeah, of course." Can, Never can. animated in my life, <laughs> like not one thing. What do they mean by? Here's a dumb question. What do they mean by animate? Animated to make a cartoon where I'm drawing cells, like arms moving. So how much different pieces. is that from what you had been doing? It's just a lot. More it's work, more volume, right? More, more volume. Like, yeah. So is it's that like, all it is. So yeah. So if like, you think about comic book, there might be six panels on a page, right? But other than in animation, I take yeah, one of those panels. I get that. Yeah. yeah and, and then I, I yeah. have to like. So, but like other but than but you did it like cell style. Like yeah. I was wondering if like, I did it cell style. Okay. I did it cell style nice. on but, paper. But other than that, uh, not even like, it was hand drawn. Extra amount of work. Other than the like insane, like plus amount of work that you're doing, and the much more volume. Is there anything differently like? Technical or anything like that that you didn't know how to do. Um, and I'm trying to get to a point here. <laughs> what's, what, uh, what's the lead? No, like, you know, you know, like yeah, there's a lot of great YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But like, so I watched some YouTube videos. I, I had, I kind, I was supposed to go to university to to Sheridan for animation, and I ended up staying. Which where? In Sheridan in Oak in uh, Oakville in Ontario. It's a very famous animation school. No shit. That All Disney right. basically. Like swiped every grad from. I didn't know about this. Is oh it yeah, Ontario? it was a very yeah, it's on Ontario. Oh, no it's very famous, and I was supposed to go there. <laughs> oh yes, it's very famous. Yeah, oh yeah. yes, yes, no, yes. <laughs> If you're in animation, you know Sheridan. Yeah. Um, but well, we are not. Nicolette Sheridan. Nicolette Sheridan. Like Sheridan. the hotel. Like the Sheridan. <laughs> the Sheridan hotels. No, I went yeah. with Nicolette. Sheridan. Um, I was also, I was wondering just what to. I don't know where Walter is going with any of his conversation, but I was just thinking <laughs> that I was like, but in every comic though, you never draw the transition right like you're always showing yep. like the follow-through of the punch and all that yeah stuff. So it's always like, so you're drawing yeah. like entire parts of the action that you usually it's al- would it's always, never draw on a panel yeah, it's always the most punchy part yeah so the the problem with the comic book industry now is so <laughs> dominated by movies yeah that everyone is not making comics anymore they're making a they're pitch making. for a film and it's basically yeah. storyboards yeah so yeah. they're forgetting that every panel in a comic has to be the most poignant, punchy part of a story. So when I work with writers, they all think they're making a movie. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 you're making a comic. So your average comic book writer that gets into comics does the same thing every time. They're trying to move a m- mansion worth of furniture in one trip in a fucking Austin Mini. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you got to cut the fat. Yeah. And like get it to like a like there's certain rules about how much you can get on a page. Yeah. How many actions. And so what I would get is you'd be like, you know, you get a thing from the writer and it'd be like panel 1. Our, all right, Batman rides in on a horse. Then he jumps off the horse and he eats a hamburger and he, he slaps Mary Jane in the ass. Yeah. And you're like, that's like a whole page Come on. of so action you're like, you're like, that you're trying to get through pa- in one panel. Panel one, a long tracking shot. A works long. its way through yeah. the Wayne Manor. And you're like, yeah. that's Enter a page. Mary Jane yeah. you know, like, so that's what it's like. That's what it's like. <laughs> like now, I haven't, I don't, no, that's not true. I'm working with writers now. Actually, I'm working on, uh, on a, a writer. Yeah, I'm working on a comic <laughs> right now. Uh, with a, a guy named Dan Fogler, who's a famous actor. He was in Fantastic Beasts, yeah, Fanboys. No, yeah, so Fogler and I are working on a book together right now. Um, as well as the books that I'm producing myself, yeah. like Mother Trucker and stuff. Mother yeah. Trucker is great. Yeah, Mother Trucker is... Uh, Mother Trucker is great. Like, I just, that's my baby. I, I, my only yeah. access to it, or like my only kind of like 
entry point to it is from what I see you posting of it. Uh, it I like, should have brought you guys books. Oh, I totally man. forgot. Have I will next time. Have you seen any of this? I've seen some of it, yeah. It's I, was, I did yeah. some research. <laughs> I remembered the Blood yeah. Dragon thing. I was, like, was kind of blazed. I was yeah. kind of blazed. And like when I first had uh, you know, a little be behind the curtain action here, I suggested to Keith that we should have Andy on as a guest. I'm like, it, does, it, it hits so, checks off so many of the boxes yeah, for guys, this podcast. Guys, like and, I was like, and I was like going back and forth with him. I was like, oh, the Mother Chuck stuff's great, man. I was like, <laughs> I love how it's just so much just like unabashed just tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. actual tits. Very, very like... like <laughs> The original heavy metal. Kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I've worked. I've. I, I think I've worked for heavy metal six, seven times. Yeah. I've done six, seven stories for heavy metal magazine. And every time they're like more. Tears. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they. <laughs> they've been over the last year. Every the entire comic industry is trying to go YA because they think YA makes money. But even heavy metal magazine, I'm like, you're the one adult magazine. Yeah, you can't do and it. And now you, it's like, no way. How it's like if you're doing, to skew if you're, YA? yeah, they are. No way. And if you're trying to do adult material right now, you're the only one in the game. Yeah. It's like going to the Super Bowl. All the fans are there. They want to give you money, and you show up to the Super Bowl, and and the other team just decided not to show up, and you're just you're just going over and dumping dumping balls in the end zone, yeah. or or. Well, titties, I guess like know, some of the like, like the indie stuff though is still like I think of all the p big publishing houses, but I feel there's still like indie stuff that goes. Oh, indie stuff still happening, but yeah. like in 2019, uh, we had like a pencils down in the whole industry, but yeah. we're freelance, yeah. so it's basically what saying like, mean? guess what? Oh, sorry. Stupid question. What's that? It's like a writer's strike. Is that like a strike? It, yeah. It, is that what yeah. That is? Basically, the comic companies were like, because of COVID, we can't operate. So, guess what? No one has any work, and you're all freelance. So, no one's getting paychecks. No one's getting paid. How did COVID affect comics? I feel like that would be it, it, a business it, that wouldn't be really, touched by. COVID. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think yeah. in a, in a world where print media is like completely dying, comics had one up on everybody. Where we yeah. had a direct market yeah. with stores. And one distribution company with one catalog that yeah. everyone, every store got, and they ordered their shit out of the catalog. And in COVID, yeah, Marvel that, that, and DC, which they just launched platform. They, right? they no, they pulled out of it. Yeah, that's it because they launched. So they were like, platform. oh, we'll just get our own distribution thing because these guys are are raking us over the coals all the time. Yeah, and the stores are closing down. And we yeah, can go digital, so that we can do like yeah. All that so shit. one, yeah, and yeah. then that combine sucks. that with them trying to make everything YA. Like Punisher is not even Punisher anymore. They're heavy metal. They wanted to get rid of all the How nudity. How did they change Punisher? Um, they got rid of his symbol because the yeah, but that, right wing oh, cops got, were using yeah. it. So they they it wasn't his they changed his symbol. Yeah, he has no more guns. They changed the symbol. What's the symbol now? It's like a. It looks like a devil. Yeah, it looks like a devil symbol. I, it that was the coolest symbol. It, yeah, to be fair, to be he doesn't have guns anymore. He has like samurai swords. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got real it synonymous with white supremacy, though. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, but that's not the Punisher's fault. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like the like an, it's, it's not like the Punisher's fault. It's like it's like an office space, right? So if you're Marvel, if you're Marvel, just have him run around and shoot a bunch of. Bunch of hillbillies. You know? yeah, what the that's fuck? What I think. That's how easy it is. You know? yeah. that's how easy. Don't fuck God with damn it. Don't. So in, in my mind, in my mind, yeah. all of these people coming in that are like executives and younger people, they're like, we need to change everything. And I'm like, do not fuck with a brand. If you have a brand that makes money and it makes money because it's built a fan base, yeah. don't piss off that fan base. Don't fuck up your, your bread and butter. If you want something that's like different, don't piggyback it off something else. Just make something new and actually put money into it and market it, and people will fucking buy it. Yeah, no, like I wonder also, like, now we're just going to get into weird, like, comics theory and all that stuff. Is, like, I'm sure what they're trying to do is they're trying to, like, reignite, like, 
when like Marvel had like Marvel Knights and then there was Valiant and there was Dark Horse and there was whatever is they'll be like everything is for YA and then we'll get the adults but I'm like but you realize you're going to screw over all the adults yeah. who are reading in the process and so, the like, ones with the money to buy yeah, the shit and they're in the, the first ones place. That, like you know and what? the like, ones that are going to tell their kids to buy it in the first place yeah exactly there's like a, a kid who will buy the $3 $5 I don't even know what comics cost anymore that's whatever I think it's like it's fi- it's around 5 6 it's like five, yeah. Yeah, 5 6 bucks now yeah. which is insane but like yeah like you're going to have the kid really who's going to buy like one comic yeah, yeah. yeah. 5 6 bucks yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's it I was like back in my yeah. day Oh yeah, seventy-five yeah. cents. Oh yeah, yeah, buck twenty-five. Yeah, like the the, the yeah. what do you like? Uh, what do you call like the extra ones were a buck fifty because they were double sized. Yeah. Like the, the big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Buck fifty was you're like, oh, it's double. Yeah. The comic. If you if you're not working with one of the big publishers, it literally costs me five dollars just to print it. Yeah, it's so gross. It's gross. Like in my company, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we do everything through Kickstarter and crowdfunding, and I can't even get a comic book printed for less than five six bucks. Oof. Right? Eggs are expensive too. Okay. Oh, and yeah. at the same time, I'm like, I, 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 I don't think I don't know when I last bought a physical comic. I buy all my comics digital now, just because. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Like I have limited shelf space, and a wife yeah. who will get real mad. Yeah. If I just like come home for like a long box, like. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and what, you're what's like, crazy is Amazon just killed Comicsology, which was the major monopoly on digital comics in North whoa, America. Whoa, whoa. How did, it's fried. How did, how did Jeff kill that? Wait, um, they, they, I was on it like the other day. Yeah, no, they they pulled like every. They have I think until the summer. Okay, and then <laughs> so they got rid of they got rid of I think eighty percent of the staff to save money because well, they were already and they already messed with it. Like, yeah, they, and, they, yeah, they, they already it, fucked they it up. So it was hard to buy hard. in Canada, right? And well, yeah, now, exactly. I go on. With and the now BPN. from what I I hear, there's going to be next to like no one working there as of June. Oh. So my buddy John Roberts actually uh, built it. He was like he built it with his buddy Dave. Dave was the sales guy. John built it. Uh, he's a buddy of mine from Manhattan, and they ended up. They're the guys that sold it to Amazon. Yeah. For like a crazy amount of yeah, money. And we remember, uh, I was in Toronto with all my buddies, and we were doing like a, a side hustle web comic thing, and they came to us being like, "We're Comicsology. We're just getting into this. Like, you guys should hook up with us." And we're like, "Ooh, we don't like your deal." Meanwhile, then they go and like explode into you the, the you monopoly. Were the, you were the the blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wanted us to get in there. Yeah, and, we told and you were them, like, you're like, you're like, like hang ah, on. You're like mailing movies to people. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it was like that. It was <laughs> like know, that. Like, that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, nowadays I just I I I have a Comicsology subscription and I access yeah. it with an American VPN. Yeah, like you have to use the American VPN because yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise you can't get that shit. Yeah, which was insane. Yeah. Keith, but also, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm struggling to remember who our one of our earlier guests was that who welcomed the comic book we guy had, that who welcomed uh, us into his home. Remember we did it in his Francois was, Vignon? Yeah, well, no, he was a pretty established. The guy who did he did Swamp Thing. He worked on Swamp Thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Yannick. Yannick. You had Yannick Paquette on your yeah, show. We had yeah, Yannick he's one of my best friends. Years yeah, ago, yeah. yeah. yeah Yannick Paquette was in like the top ten. Like, no, yeah. That's like the other. We, the other guy was the guy who's doing Orcs in Space. That, but, that's, but Yannick that was, was what I'm talking about. Yeah, so yeah, Yannick, Yannick's. Uh, he's such a nice guy. He's yeah. He's yeah, super we, cool. When we were he's trying a giant. to work out, he's a giant in the industry. And like even him, like he doesn't have a contract with DC anymore. Yeah, nobody that, does. Like that's yeah, from my understanding. Yeah, it's all gone. Like, it's all dying. It's yeah, all he, no one. Has, there's no staff yeah, work. I just anymore. went to uh, I just went to San Francisco with him in November. And I was having a hard time. Like it was it was like a, a a rough time for me. And like I went to the airport, and I was on the way, and I hadn't talked to him yet. And I immediately was in the I was in the cab, really really pissed off about something. And I called him. I was like, "Tell me you're coming to this con." He was like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, are you on your way to the fucking airport? He's like, getting in the cab now. And I'm like, I'm going to be at that fucking 
uh, uh, like, uh, what is it, like an Irish bar that's right on the American side of the airport, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to be pounding immediately. And he's like, okay, buy me two. I'll leave you there. That's and the great. two of us just got ripped right, before so the flight and watched Top Gun. Uh, and I was like, right. this movie's the greatest movie of all so time. So how close are we to <laughs> Yannick Paquette stepping into the ring for IWS? Oh, no, 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 no. He's a tall so guy. No, he's no, yeah, tall. no, no, no. That's not his style. Yannick <laughs> is a... He's a he, he makes uh, classical music yeah. and he's into bugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So my wife is a painter and Yannick gives her uh, taxidermied like bees oh, and wow. butterflies that she paints into her paintings. Like that's his side hustle when he's not doing Wonder Woman. That's um, <laughs> wow. And then he makes like he makes um, I don't know if I should say that he makes classical music, but he's an audiophile. Okay. So like. His headphones cost like six thousand dollars. Yeah, Jesus. he's one of those guys. Like he spends all his money on audio equipment. He's like, listen to this. Do you hear yeah. the difference? And, and I'm like, like, I have no yeah, idea. man. I've been listening to heavy metal my whole life. The, these years are shy. I don't know <laughs> yeah, same here. Nonstop. Yeah, 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 no idea. Um, Good but, for him though. Oh yeah, it's awesome. S- fucking sweartheart. Like yeah, yeah was, he, was he our yeah, first episode or one, one, of, my first, one of my best he, friends? He was yeah. our first kind of semi famous person. Yeah, he was in like the first like this is episode two hundred and eighty something, and he's in the first ten. Yeah, like and, yeah. and, and what always, yeah. always blew my mind was that he invited us. Into yeah, his we were home. trying to like work out scheduling, oh, yeah. and he was just like, "I'll oh, just come over just to come the place." And he's, oh, like, yeah. he's like, "Just kind of be quiet. The kids are sleeping." Yeah, like, yeah, over in Oshilaga. Why did you let let us come into? We're like we're degenerate. Yeah, he lives right by the right by the spaceship. We were somehow more degenerates than we are now. It was ten years ago. Yeah, I think maybe I don't know that's true for me but so anyway. during during that, that beginning of covid when pencils went down i i did this i got kind of screwed over by image comics and and warren ellis and i ended up warren doing, ellis yeah warren ellis i was supposed to do a book with warren ellis but not that warren ellis it's you know, a shoe yeah so anyway it's very confusing if you're into what music, happened was it's not the warren ellis i got i got say i got I, I, different one <laughs> i was out of cash and it was christmas and i had no money for like presents and shit and and rent and all that shit and then uh, uh, behavior with Dead by Daylight messaged me and I ended up doing a shit ton of work and it was like the hardest work I've ever done. It was an absolute shit show of a job. But it was like two and a half months and I was making like kind of what I would make in almost a year in two and a half months. Okay. This, so this I did that. Game, I was, is this for the game? Like all like yeah, like cut screens, stuff, cut like, screen okay, stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was burnt out after but there was no work. So my buddy Carl in the studio who's also a gigantic famous comic artist is like, well, you know, for the last, like, five, six years, you've been doing this wrestling thing, but you did it because you wanted to make comics about wrestling, and you've just never done it because you're always too busy gigging, right? Like, gigging, doing yeah. books for people. And he was like, why don't, you, yeah, why don't yeah. you fucking do that book that you've been writing for four or five years, Mother yeah. Trucker? And yeah. I was like, all right. So I finally fucking did it. We you kickstarted were, you it. You were just doing that for yourself for yeah, like it was four just five for, years? Uh, just, yeah, on the side writing. So you had it. You, it was yeah, like, it, was, it, was it had like, it. Like, like just, little just, sketches, little drawings. And you were just like it kept it going. Yeah, story stuff going on in my head the whole four, time. Four or five years, just for I yourself. Have, I have 18 books in my head just for Mother Just for yourself. Trucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have a journal. Do, do, I, have, I have probably 10 different books, like ideas, stories going that, on HBO? in my head Optimus, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 10 going on. I have... Okay, I'll get to it, but with Mother Trucker, it's basically like she's like Charlotte Flair or Wonder Woman in space, and, and they're truckers, right? So they, they, they truck all over the galaxy, and um, truck off is like the WrestleMania, right? And the way it works is the, the trucking is competitive. So if you are the trucker for Walmart, Walter, and I want that contract because it, it pays the most... I roll up on you in my truck, 
and I challenge you to a fight, and the back of our trucks transform into rings, like Transformers, and we scrap it out. And if I beat you, I get your fucking contract, and the contracts are belts. Nice. They're, they're the titles. So it's like the Walmart title, right? And Like Batman's got and, 22 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> I get, and I get your truck, and I win your truck, and you got to go back into the un unemployment line. Right? This is so cool, man. Yeah. So, so mother <laughs> trucker, mother, mother you're trucker. Back, you're back to being like yeah, a young boy. This big thing happens in Neo, Texas. And, and, and that's the story. It's a mother trucker in the first book on her way to go to truck off to win the Walmart championship belt, basically. Yeah. And that's the comic series I'm doing. I've got like probably 18 books that I, I've kind of written yeah. that I've got to get to. I'm on like book three, <laughs> right? And I kickstart every book. So that's what I'm doing with Lethal. But then I, I just produced a book called Orc Gym for a guy, a local guy. I saw, yeah, I saw, yeah. I saw those posts too. It's fucking crazy. So this guy named Al Gofa. So my buddy in the studio also, Carl Kershaw, has a Kickstarter running right now for his book, which is like Metroid meets like Ghostbusters in hey. space. And like he's killing it. He's up to like 60 grand. He's just murdering. And uh, he's in the company. And then this, this other kid, Al Gofa, who's like this amazing cartoonist in Montreal, comes in the studio and he's like, okay, super thick French accent. I have this book I want to do. And it's basically Arnold Schwarzenegger's pumping iron movie, but they're all orcs and some of them do crimes. And we're like, <laughs> holy shit. This sounds like, like I Elevator was jealous. Page. I was jealous. I was <laughs> like, I wish that was my <laughs> fucking idea. <laughs> so so we're, we, we kind of like doctored. <laughs> I don't we, think you need to. Yeah. you shouldn't hang out with Walter too often, like because like two or three o'clock in the morning, man. Walter's full of these. Like Walter will be full of these pictures. Dude, he'll be like Andy. Next time we're I at the bar. Next time we're at the bar and it's like two, three in the morning. Have me pull out my phone. Phone. Yeah, yeah. And I have like <laughs> three hundred of the dumbest fucked up just shit ideas. Just, that just are start, hilarious. Just start pitching, Walter. Just start oh, pitching yeah. comics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's fun. And then, uh, but, I, but I saw some a couple of those posts, and they were cool. And you were doing, and like, was I don't know if they, it was just the covers, but you're doing, you were doing tributes to other. Yeah, he like, was doing classic, tributes to other things, uh, like yeah. Like, like I saw you did like a Frank Miller Batman. Yeah, he did a Frank Miller Batman one with orcs. Was he that did. you? Or who, no, it's him. It's all I him. That was uh, him. Who yeah, no, yeah. like I'm, I'm yeah, like, but that's amazing. He's like Eminem, like and I'm like Dr. Dre. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like I'm producing this kid. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and he's like, fucking awesome. And, and he, he, money. You know, you know the the you know the the. That like rage, like Frank Miller Batman pose where he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was cool. Anyway, it's like Dark Knight. And you have to see one it. And yeah, and he stuff. would sell them on his Kickstarters and and make money on the Kickstarter doing that way. It's 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 really great. Listen, that's, cool that, that's I think the like in many ways that hopefully that's what's going to I think save. It is. It's saving the indie scene yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, saving because like like, like, like me, I'm, a big, I'm a big board game guy and like oh it's great for board, the board games. game Holy industry shit. has like they make revitalized in the last 10, 10 yeah. years exclusively from Kickstarter yeah and they're like pro and even like a by the way like, if you ever did that what? you should talk to me because I can put you in touch with the woman that runs the board game part of Kickstarter she's a good buddy of mine oh oh shit oh yeah yeah, yeah I could I could hook you up nice and no. I could help you with your but no but that's it but even but even a lot of like even if you're like an independent like yeah. An independent like studio or whatever, you're like, yeah, I can now get my costs up front because I have a proven thing directly with my fans. Screw distribution and publishers and whatever else. I, make, I can just be a publishing myself. Make, you know, I make like, way more money than any other publisher in comics could make me with Mother Trucker. No, bet through Kickstarter, I make way more money yeah, doing it. You're just like you're even going though I right still to have to fans. pay for all the printing, I have to pay for all the stuff, I have to do all the publishing work. I still make way more money than if I took it to Image and they sold three thousand copies. Yeah. And I got like four grand. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm mur- we're murdering it. Like, and, and you also get to, I think, like, the other thing that, like, I always enjoy is, like, I don't say always enjoy it, but I think part of my brain as a consumer knows that, like, when I buy something off the shelf, I'm like, oh, I'm paying Walmart and the publisher, whatever. I'm like, Kickstarter, you're like, here, Andy, here's my money. Yeah. Thank you for the comic, and Andy. whenever <laughs> you get my books, they're, they're almost, almost twice the size of a normal comic. Yeah. They come with stickers. Centerfold posters of Mother yeah. Trucker, trading cards, um, pins, buttons, yeah. patches. Like it just like you get a you get like a package almost like basically we're like what were all those cool things you would get in the eighties on the back of a cereal box or in a cereal <laughs> box or like you know all that stuff you would love in the eighties that came in paper format. You get like it's a giant package in the last Mother Trucker campaign we did. You even got like a forty-page art book of all my art. Oh, sick. Like free in every yeah. one, so it was, yeah. it was, it was and, pretty. And it's it like was it's fun. one of those. It's one of those yeah. things too, where it's like, except like even, I mean, like Ticketmaster and stuff has been in the news a lot for being the worst and shitty. Where it's like, yeah, like it used to be like, oh, don't necessarily buy an album because you know the the, like, the publisher's getting all the money, the artist isn't getting that. Go to a show and and buy the ticket to the show. That's how your artist is going to get more money. Now you're like, actually, Ticketmaster's taking a bunch of that. Buy the merch because they get more of the merch money, you know. So it's like, as yeah. a fa- as a fan, I'm always like interested in like what's the way that if I spend twenty bucks, the artist gets the most of that twenty bucks without like yeah. not the art like without weird so intermediaries. I was, it, you know. I mean, before I went hard into the titties on Mother Trucker, which is always helps in Kickstarter. I had pitched, <laughs> I had pitched Mother Trucker to Image Comics, yeah. and I had worked for Image for three years before that. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you can't sell a wrestling comic. And they just did it. They just had a guy go on there with a wrestling comic. And I was like, dude, I was pitching you on this shit like two years ago. I'm even a wrestler. Like, what better marketing do you fucking need than, like, what I'm doing? Mm. So it it was – I'm glad more wrestling comics are starting to, like, happen. You know what I mean? But it was like – because, like, it's so funny. Like, I've had, like – some of the biggest comic book artists, like there's one guy in particular, some of the biggest comic book artists uh, will be at shows and they'll come up to me and they'll be like, I have no idea, Andy, how you like that wrestling shit. <laughs> I don't know how. And I'm like, dude, you fucking draw Batman. It's a guy in tights yeah. running around beating people yeah, up. When someone is the like, only I'm difference comics, between wrestling is like wrestling, it I'm happens like, in a on. ring. Yeah. Like, that's the only difference, There's plenty dude. of people who like, don't even like wrestling, up. but if you like comics, I've... Yeah. Spoilers, you like wrestling. You like wrestling, yes. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. You just haven't yeah. looked hard enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, that, stuff's, that stuff is, is pretty, pretty fun for me. Like, the, 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 the divide between comics and wrestling is so thin, and people just don't really, really get it. Like, I feel like even my social media is, is big, but I feel like it would be even bigger. But people are like, oh, there's another wrestling post. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of more like me drawing posts. I think, honestly, though, I, th- I do feel that the, like, the fandom of wrestling is expanding in the last like five to ten years. There's a lot more people that are getting you, into it. Like, like, do you, uh, did you guys notice this in the last like three weeks? All of a sudden, a whole bunch of new fucking schools are popping up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, N- NSPW just started a school. They just started announcing, like, and it's, it's, it's Steven and, like... Uh, Matthew Saint Jacques from TDT is part yeah. of it. Cool. So, like they're starting a school up in Quebec City, I think. You know, as long as they're legit, man. Like yeah. I guess, like you know, yeah, and as like, long as like good yeah. people are involved with them, it's cool because, like, I mean, okay, so 
you know, and I know, like, in, in stand-up and, like, pro wrestling, like, there's, like, there's, like, apparently there's, comic there's scam schools and in comic books. There's always <laughs> scam shit to, like, lure people in who kind of want to get into, like, the industry or the business or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, the, and you fucking scam them. And you kind of like break their spirits, and if they're not serious about it, then you can just get some quick cash about it from like out of them, and then they fuck off forever. Like you see it in like wrestling, you see it in stand up, and apparently in comic. Like yeah, there, you, they there have must it in be comics. a grift in comic books. Yeah, as well. there's definitely. It was so okay. Like, so this is the this is my favorite thing. Now that you mention it, I was on Facebook today and I saw an ad, and it was like, learn to draw like a pro comic book artist. Yeah. Learn to draw from the pros. This is worth a thousand dollars, but we're gonna charge you like ten ninety nine for the first few lessons as you get into it. And it was like Fully the images it. that they had were like five shots of a guy's head that mm-hmm. someone had put together in mid journey with AI. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, that's AI. That's not drawing. You fucking just, you wow. you use you use artificial intelligence for your fucking ad. That's that hilarious. Sucks. What a fucking grift. Uh well, do you want to hit five? You want to hit up five questions? Let's do five questions. Oh, so five questions. we have a five-question segment that I am completely unfamiliar with at this point because I don't really host this show anymore. But it's but boys are great. Well, Three questions are the same, uh, guest to guest. The fourth question is our question from last week's guest to you, uh, and then the fifth question is your question. To next week's guest. All right. Yeah. Do I, do I know who that's going to be? No. No, and that's Neither part of the beauty. Random. Rando. That you ask it into the ether. You're asking a complete. That said, stranger. I have no idea what the first three questions are. I texted them. Nor do, do I know what the fourth question is, and the fifth question I obviously don't know. So well, this whole thing will be a mystery to me. Oh man. And no, I don't want to check what the questions okay, are. Okay. So let's so, do it. Andy, the animal Belanger. That's there it is. Uh. Right now, in this moment, what's your hottest take? My hottest hot take. That's an Inez question. I think it was Vendito. Vendito? Maybe. This is so weird because you can take this so many ways. It's just like right now, like like hottest take of the moment. It doesn't need to be your all-time hottest take. That's fine. Just like something where you're like, here's I, I, hot I, take. I, If you would ask me, like normally, I would, I would say like, I feel we got a this couple feels of philosophical. Doesn't have to be philosophical. It could be. A I feel hot like take. we got a couple you during could, you, the episode. You could, you you could know? say like X X beer is overrated. That's fine. You don't need to get deep. <laughs> like, oh man, uh, <laughs> like, I was up till four in the morning. My brain is fried. Uh, working like a madman, like an animal. Yeah, uh, I, I would say that. Uh, I would say that you need to flow like water and strike like ice, but the key to life is really time. Oh, that's a hot. If you take. put in the time, whether it's being a dad, for me that's the thing. Time is the only thing that's really important in life. He's right. You're right. There's never enough of it. You know, if you have a parent that shows up, you know, once a month or once a year and they want to, like, shower you with gifts or they want to do something, the only thing that really fucking matters is putting in the time. I agree. In everything. Hey, no, 100%. I'm down. Question number two. I answered that quite Damn. philosophically. That was yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I got deep with that. Who is, to you... The star of Sesame Street. <laughs> you still have this question. Fuck yeah. me, really? <laughs> yeah. To you, no who is the star shit. of Sesame Street? Can't believe you still have this question. Why would I cycle it out? I feel like I've been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn it's between two. Okay. I'm torn between two. What's, what's the, what, talk us through it. Talk us through the. 
I would obviously, like, right away, like, first gut reaction, go with the count. Oh, the count. Yeah, the count's yeah, there. He, count he's yet. keeping that's record. That's a great answer, He's by keeping the way. record of everything that's fucking happening. But tr the true. Oh. The he's true like the star. Daniel, he's like the Daniel Bryan. Yeah, the true he's, star. Count is Daniel Bryan. Of Sesame Street <laughs> is Oscar the Grouch. Oh, oh wow. We got Oscar a few times. He, he's a, he's a, a mirror. How often He's a mirror to how horrible 25 times? Sesame Street is. They let that little bastard live in a fucking garbage can. Yeah, but he, yo, wait, Hero's if, Journey. Hero's Journey there needs Street to be an antagonist, so much right? There needs to be a perpetual antagonist. So just on, a, on the topic. He's the Loki to Big Bird's fucking yes, Thor, you know? Completely. Like, on, the, on the topic. Big Bird is fucking totally Thor, right? bro. Holy <laughs> shit. Right? No fucking way. Oh, now I'm going to say Big Bird. Now that you call him Thor, because Thor is my favorite <laughs> comic character of all time. So now I'm like, Big Bird's Thor. Big Bird is fucking, Thor. He totally is Thor. A uh, childlike innocence. I changed everything like, to fucking Big Bird, man. Uh, so check this out. <laughs> On a Mount Rushmore of all-time vampires, I feel you put the Count. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Count, like, Kermit, Big Bird. No, I said all-time vampires. 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 All-time vampires. All vampires. All oh, you, yeah. got, you got the Count? You got Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. You Dracula. got Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. You got Dracula. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, you're well, now you're, that's it. You're and four. you got Christopher you're Lee. Oh shit! I would replace Sutherland. I would, I would bump Sutherland for oh, Lee probably. On. I got a real soft spot for Lost Boys. He's got, he's uh, one, it's one and done. It's one and done. Yeah, but fuck, is it good? It's really good. Holy shit! The hair? Fuck but it! No, but, David is the yo, shit. Did we ever probably establish the if the guy playing the saxophone is a vampire? No, he's not a vampire. Oh, well, fuck it then. Even right. in the... Co they, they made some shitty comic books after. Yeah. And he's not a vampire. Oh. Hey. Uh, he's a vampire hunter. Question, question number three. Yeah? Oh, no. What piece of media... Spoiler. ...has been formative in your life? So, like, music, album, comic, book, so like, whatever it is, something that you heard, read, consumed, and you were like, oh, shit, change the way I think about whatever. I don't believe in Jesus. Oh, but I believe in Maynard James Keenan. Oh, shit. So you're going for Tool. some Tool. Yeah. That music has affected me more than anything else in my entire career. And I think Maynard and Tool specifically, I listen to almost every day. And they've been with me since I was in high school. And they just keep blowing my mind. But it's like, it's like my church. If I could get to work with those guys at some point, that'd be fucking amazing. But... Uh, there's just something about that music that, like, if I hear it, I'm immediately creatively fucking like charged. Charged up. That's awesome. It's like a battery for me. Question number four comes from up-and-coming Montreal comedian Ellie Gill. She's up and coming. She's up and coming. What is she? How is she? Sorry? Up and coming. Montreal comedian. Stand up comedian. Oh, comedian. Yeah. yeah. A comedian. 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 We don't gender them. Yeah, I know. Not don't anymore, we don't. We don't gender it. No. Yeah, Ellie's producing uh, an all- She would also be super pissed. Oh, I bet. If she heard me calling yeah, her Yeah, very much so. Uh, Ellie's producing an all-Asian female lineup of comedy for the first time ever in Montreal. You know that old story. So, I which think is that was a Mother Trucker episode, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It. Uh, they're there. <laughs> anyway, first time in Montreal history where that, that, that's ever happened, so that's exciting. Uh, is it, though? Kind of. I think I did that once. Really? An all-female Asian comedy line? Oh, no, I didn't. Never mind. Yeah, it was, it was a different thing. <laughs> I had a birthday party uh, like that so once. Oh, okay. Ellie wants all to right, know. All right, now. Uh, what was your favorite <laughs> children's book? Garfield Halloween. Garfield Halloween. 
Really? Yeah. I was Yo, like, Garfield Halloween is tits. Yeah, with the so fucking good. pirates? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the ghost pirates? Yeah. Ghost pirates. Yeah, yeah, you but it was a book. book it was a book. It was Yo! a book. Yo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my Yo, favorite I want the book. Well, there's like, I need to go. I still have it. Dude, I still fucking have it, and it's got like fucking masking tape because it's falling apart all over it. Disintegrating. It's the original one I fucking got. But I lived and died. Oh, oh, that yeah. TV special. So the Garfield Halloween TV special. TV special? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, it's so good. He meets pirates on an island with Odie. They go on a fucking trick-or-treat adventure. His singing voice is the voice of Lou Rawls. Thank you, Andrew. Did you ever blow your mind that the voice of Garfield... Is the singing voice is Lou Rawls. ...was the same voice as Vankman in Ghostbusters. Is that true? Yes. What? Venkman? Yeah, the, the the voice of Garfield Venkman, right? Jim Davis? No, no Jim Davis is the artist. artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gar- Sorry. Garfield, Sorry. My bad. Garfield and Venkman <laughs> have the same voice. And then in live action, it's both Bill Murray, because Bill Murray did live action Venkman, oh, that's and weird. then it was the voice of the cat. Do you know the only reason he did Garfield is because... For a massive it, paycheck? No, no, no. He the, thought it was the, the wrong yeah, Coen Coen's. Yeah, it's like... He thought it was the other Coen yeah, brother. Yeah, there's two <laughs> Coen brothers, and the Coen brothers directed the Garfield one, but not the... Not, not, no, the, not the Coen, Coen brothers. brothers. It wasn't Fargo <laughs> Coen. Yeah, oh, no. Because he, he doesn't have an Coen. agent, right? No. You yeah, yeah. kind of phone him. This is what happens. And he decides if he's going to do it. Well, you know, I'll do anything for the Coen brothers. Yeah, no, but that's... You know, it blew my mind that I was like, oh, like on small screen animated, it's this guy. And then it kind of has that Bill Murray, like, drawl, even as Garfield. Yeah. It, like it was, yeah, it was very weird. That was the cutest, most YA question to ask anyone ever. <laughs> Favorite kids book? Favorite children's book? I don't know where we had gotten in the conversation that yeah. it went to there. Uh, Andy, now what I question? What question, question would you like to, to ask next guest. our next guest? Could be anything. Oh my god! Where do you go from here? Whoa, shit! That's good. Wow, good question. Is that my question? Where do you go from here? That's a really good question. All right. We can do that. (laughs) My first instinct was, who's the most fuckable on Lost? But, like, like, where do we go from here? Where do we go? (laughs) Sawyer's up there. Okay. I get two questions. Sawyer, no questions. I get two questions. Who's the most fuckable on Lost? And where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Who is the most fuckable on Uh, Lost? Here's the uh, the questions from Keith. Just look at my phone now. Yeah, I I told you. Thanks, Keith. Who's the most fuckable on Lost? Uh, Sawyer's up there. Sawyer's uh, up there. Yeah. I... I'm trying to run through the, like... That was it, when Evangeline Lily was at, it was like really cute and not crazy. Yeah, but yet. I never... She's, like, insane now, but, like, before then... I was, never like, really I never was an Evangeline Lily. Like, even... Uh, on, I watched Lost, like, OG Run. Like, yeah, I right. watched it as it was coming out, and I was never, like... I was right. like uh. Oh, that's uh, that's where I, I, I got a big crush on Michelle Rodriguez. That was even before the Fast Furious. Michelle days. Rodriguez is up there, also. Yeah, uh, I would say she got fired from for drunk driving. Lost. <laughs> she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, all the tailies got written off. That's a uh, yeah. Yeah, all the drunk drivers got written yeah. off. Yeah, they, they were like, here's some characters from the tail end of the plane. Oh no, issues sure. with all of them, and then they were all gone within like half a season. It's because they partied so hard on Hawaii. Yeah, yeah I'm my What do you uh, need to do? Where do we go? Drive everywhere? Where do we go from here, Walter? I don't know. I where I would. Well, I'm not going to be on this podcast. Yeah, but again that's why you have like to answer now. Episodes. Where do where I go from here? When I be when I'm, the next time I'm on this podcast, I want to do it. In Maybe the back it means of my, like, where do we go from uh, here? As a people, as a society. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's open to interpretation. Where I go from here is from here to a limo. 
I'm going to see like Bit that. Brigade later tonight. I eventually don't want to spend any money on anything. Weed or booze. Oh. Oh man, that was all free. I don't want to spend any money on it. That's that's the goal. Free yeah. booze forever would be. Uh, I would say that I want to like a nice retirement with my wife. Free booze for your. <laughs> Yeah, you should retire. We should all get to retire at 45. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 45 is out of there, but like, I was like, I think that like, I would like if everything went together, I'd like a 55. I don't think 55 is like it's still a pipe dream, and I doubt it'll happen. But I feel like 55. I'm 40 now, so like 50. Comic book guys, we die at the board. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you yeah, all die at the board. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, I uh, will die at the board. It, it's you're yeah. the you do the Monty Python like. As yeah. you're drawing, yeah, I'll like, die at the board. Oh, the animator died. Yeah, like I, 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 I've had, I've had a few friends now die at the board. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's messed up. Yeah, yeah. I've had a few. What my best friend, like my basically like the guy I would consider my older brother. Yeah, he got cancer and died uh, a few years ago, six years ago now. Mm. Yeah, and he was drawing right up in the time the cancer fucking. No shit. Took him out of the game. I yeah. mean, at the same time, like if you love it. Like, not oh, everybody gets to champion. say that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's a champion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, not everyone gets to be like, out. oh, no, I was, like, doing the thing I loved right up until. I'll, I'll be doing that thing right until I, I'm in the, in the box. Awesome. Yeah. Walter, are you going to be like, listen up, everybody. I got a few minutes. Give me a I mic. I feel like comedians don't. Give me, give me a mic. They, they go. Comedians go until. No, about the same. No, it's, very, it's pretty similar. Well, yeah, well, like, like Norm. Like, Norm famously, there, right? Yeah, there's no. There's no. There's well, no, uh, well, the only thing with there's Norm no retirement. Was that there's Norm no retirement for a going. comedian. Yeah, but but then but still, but then still was like, here's know. an hour. Yeah, like yeah. here, like here, I'm gonna just record this into my phone. Here's a, an Comics hour. Comics notoriously die suddenly. I feel like Carlin went right till the end. Yeah. Car- well, yeah, I mean, like Carlin went till he couldn't, but like yeah. and he never couldn't. So yeah, yeah, that, you know, that's the dream. A somber note to end the show. It's great. Good. Uh, good where, where can we get your stuff? Where can we get your stuff? We talked about mother. Uh, yeah, lethalcomics.com. Yep. You can find myself. You have a Kickstarter running right now. Multiple uh, Kickstarters it, running right yeah, now. Yeah, we have I multiple think. Kickstarters running right now, and then Mother Trucker is going to happen in a month. Okay. Mother Trucker three, MT three is my Rocky three. Nice. And uh, it's got more boobs than you know what to do with. And I mean, like I said, I, uh, I'm, ca- I'm calling still. it. <laughs> I'm calling it between now and the end of the year. Sexy Beast will challenge for the tag team title. Fucking A, we will, yeah. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm calling it we right now. It. We're going to beat them, man. I will say this about the Sexy Beast. We'll I've s- never been that over, ever. We did a match Even where we with got my our wife. asses kicked by Frankie the Mobster and, and Zach Patterson. They won. They beat us up with chairs, and we did the Robin is dead scene <laughs> where I'm holding Eddie. I'm like, no! <laughs> and then I did a Texas chainsaw with the chair where I'm throwing the chair around. When we came out at halftime, the crowd went fucking bonkers at halftime. And, and we were doing, like, the Stone Cold Steve Austin with beers, me and Eddie. Nice. And I've never had a, a, a crowd get that fucking crazy for a, a team I was in before. I'm, like, excited, that was I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the title match, the inevitable shit. title match. We're, we're, we're going to beat Casanova. You'll yeah, take yeah. him out. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're ours. He's, he's not that great. Oh, we got him. Well, we've well, we already beat him. Yeah. But the problem is, is we're going to have to probably beat Black Quebecois to get there. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, listen. We I had feel like if Eddie got naked in front of those guys, they would run for the hills. Yeah. Eddie, right? Eddie, Eddie, well, wrestled, of, yeah. Eddie wrestled half his match this weekend naked. Yeah, I know. I mean, as, as he does. Yeah. It's great. All right. 
All right. Let's go, Blood guys. Walter. Do you have anything you want to shoot? Any dates? Oh, man, all kinds of shit. Uh, WalterJayling.com. So, yeah, check it out, WalterJayling.com. That does not exist. <laughs> uh, we got, uh, we got coming up, we got uh, big stuff. And in May, in May, both the uh, world's smallest Just for Laughs showcase. I heard about at Hurley's, that. At Hurley's Irish Pub on Friday, <laughs> May 12th. And then the NDG Comedy Fest, first ever, May 19th, 2021st. In uh, various in venues in NDG, all over NDG, including the uh, Rustic and the Oscar Peterson the Concert Hall, for God's sake! Wow, yeah, this is going to be on SG. And then Sunday with Derek Sagan at the uh, Wheel Club. Wheel Look Club, it. where it all Passes started. Available now. Where it all Passes started. Available now. You need to get a you're in a bracelet. Eighty bucks for uh, you don't get a all bracelet, access pass. Do you get a bracelet? Shows. A lanyard. Fuck your bracelets. Do you get a lanyard? Thank you, Andy, for coming here. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Right on. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street, uh, we really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it, say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something. A uh, big thank you, as always, to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs. And, of course, a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show. Uh, Walter J. Ling, who technically retired but still sometimes hosts, uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber, and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts, and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts, and have a beautiful day. Thank you. 905.cc, podcasts, blogs, and comics, made in Montreal since 2011.